If Deadly Grounds had K-Cups, I would not buy any other coffee, but th- as they do not have K-Cups yet, I it's very hard for me to... I thought he did. I, I was at Scarecon, so oh, if that's oh, new okay. to me, no, then no, I'm no, gonna start, no. I'll order some stuff from him uh, yeah. sooner or later, because I know for a fact my favorite uh, coffee of theirs is the uh, chocolate one. The one they do... Um, God, what's it called? Death the Witch chocolate. one. Oh, Witch is by Chocolate. Death by Chocolate or Witch is Brew? Both. I, yeah. Last year, I, that's what I got a bunch of was the Death by Chocolate and the Witch's Brew. I like the Witch's Brew. I, I brought, I bought ten bags at Scaracon. Yeah, you're the re- you sponsor <laughs> our own show and our own network with just your purchases. Uh, uh, so uh, Scott from Scaracon, love Scott. He's an awesome dude there. Uh, he is on a mission to get uh, Tom from Deadly Grounds to make a hot chocolate. So if you see Tom from Deadly Grounds, ask him where the hot chocolate is. And uh, on that note, we are now live on another episode of Dorks the Podcast. And uh, it's going to be a fun one today. We're talking about a bunch of different topics. Uh, I don't have an official intro yet, but here's one we're playing with for Splash Pages. Uh, Let us know what you think. Uh, Right now, it's just audio with our logo. uh, But uh, yeah, let me know what you think. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Mr. McGee, don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Welcome to Splash Pages, the comic book club, your weekly dive into your favorite graphic novels and comic books. Their mission, to fight injustice, to right that which is wrong, and to serve all mankind. Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. And there we are with us today. It's just James. Not just James. It's the James. It's the James. That's me. What's up? It's the dynamic duo right now. Oh, totally, totally. You, uh, you I mean, made... you got the bat shirt. I got the Robin. Yeah, like, I mean, this yeah, could yeah. be a little bit Robin crest right here. So, <laughs> uh, and uh, you're not watching Bruins games anymore tonight. No, I I have to give unbelievable credit to my wife who put up with the Bruins playoff run to a game seven of the Stanley cup final. And she was with me and she supported me and she was awesome. She slept the majority of it, but you know, even though they lost, they did not bring home Lord Stanley's cup to Boston. It is what it is. It's why you play the sport, but uh, she was very good and understanding. And she was extremely happy when I shaved my trim, my beard and hockey was officially over, <laughs> but now uh, comes baseball and she's equally excited about that. Nice. Uh, yeah, you, you follow all the sports, don't you? 
I do follow all the sports. Uh, you know, it's just one of those things. Like I grew up with sports in my family with my parents and, you know, hockey was big with my dad. We had an ice skating rink in the backyard as long as I can remember. That's how I learned how to skate. You know, when I come, we used to go to my dad's house, you know, I'd, I'd make sure I had my skates with me and I'd, you know, play with the puck and stuff like that out there. So, you know, I have a lot of good memories and I just always got in sports. It's just, I'm probably not the best person to play sports, but I definitely, you know, do it nice. and support it. Yeah, I, I did not have sports growing up. I had uh, working in the on the farm a little bit, cutting wood or stacking wood. I didn't cut the wood; I stacked the wood. <laughs> you, you 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 cut. You used to stack the wood. I used to stack the wood, and uh, yeah, the uh, one summer uh, I helped my dad build our garage in the back and uh, mixed a lot of cement and. You know, so uh, that's that's the type of stuff I did. Uh, yo, yo, no worries, bud. No worries. We know you're working. Uh, don't worry. Someone has it. to make an honest yeah. living. Uh, work comes first, my friend. Always, always, it always comes first. So, uh, Leo, I mean, the big question for you right now is, you asked me this off the air. Oh, we got, I got the what? Uh, actually, Wolfie says, how do you feel about the Blues winning? Um, you know what, Wolfie. It was tough. It was hard. Um, again, the, I, I still believe the Bruins were the better team on paper, um, but you don't win games on paper. You have to show up on the ice, and the Bruins just got out. They got outplayed, and they got beat by the better team. Um, it just stunk. It. They just didn't show up in game seven, which was very tough for me to, to watch. You know, they're down 2 nothing going into the first intermission, and I just knew they weren't coming back. And it just was like, really, you got all this way to be down 2 nothing after one period, and – your goalie lets up two goals on four shots. But, you know, the better team won, and, and, and that's why you do the playoffs. Is it's a, I think the NHL playoffs are the hardest playoffs in professional sports to compete in. It's, you know, it, it could be four, um, four games, you know, four seven-game series, and it lasts two months. Uh, yeah, I, I again, they were the first – it's their first cup in St. Louis, so hats off to them. They, they, they got over that hump. Um, so they're celebrating like, you know, they've never done before. And again, I tipped my hat to them and, you know, the good thing about it, you know, the Patriots are still winning Super Bowls and the Red Sox won the world series. So I can't be too greedy about my, my local sports teams, um, uh, winning. He says, I, uh, Wolfie says, I think it's cool that the blues won their first ever title. And, I mean, and, and that was the story going into it is the last time the blues were in the Stanley cup was in 1970 against the Bruins. Um, and they got swept for nothing, but then that's where the infamous Bobby Orr goal came where you see him flying through the air uh, after scoring the game-winning goal in overtime in game four against the Blues, and that was the last time the Blues were in the, in the Stanley Cup final. So, uh, I know you were going to ask a question prior, but uh, now that we're talking sports, uh, there's also another big Boston sports uh, loss uh, just the other week, uh, Godzilla destroyed uh, that baseball. Stadium. I haven't seen it yet, so okay, okay. <laughs> it's about time Boston got involved in some of the monster battles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, what were you gonna ask me, James? So, Leo, have you gone to the doctor at all? I have not, and you've uh, not gone to the doctor. At all. No, and I need to see my sleep doctor at some point. Really? You're yeah. so you have to go see Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep. I actually do have a sleep doctor, by the way. Uh, well, of course you yeah, do. I do. I do. 
Yeah. Uh, um, doctor, yeah. Okay. So, so we were talking about this, uh, and I watched the trailer, and some things seemed familiar to another movie, and I didn't realize that this was a sequel because I am a loser when it comes to this type of stuff. Uh, but this is a sequel to what movie? The Shining, which I have never seen. Yeah, well, you know, you don't, you really want to keep that, you know, to yourself as you do run a horror podcast in a numerous horror shows on the network. I like, know. you don't want to, um, you know, it's, and so Dr. Sleep is actually a real Stephen King book, too. So it's not just they made a sequel, it's actually a Stephen King book that he wrote after The Shining. So, um, you know, it, it, it picks up with Danny, you know, the kid from the first one. And I didn't read the book. So, again, this is going by the plot. Uh, you know, he finds somebody else who has The Shining, and the story moves forward. And it looks like um, it looks interesting. It's done by Mike Flanagan, who also did Hill, Haunting of Hill House. Oh, okay. So it's the same director is going to be doing that as well. Wow. Uh so. Wolfie says that I have stated this now twice this week that he never seen The Shining. Yes, it is true. I will yeah. watch it. I will watch it before the movie comes out because uh, you and McGregor's in this, right? You McGregor's in it. Rebecca Ferguson's in it. Um, I, I, so the stuff you see in the trailer is now the question debate comes up: is, Are they pulling actually from Kubrick's The Shining movie, or did they reshoot some of this stuff? I think somebody uh, said on Sunday that they reshot some of it that's awesome um but again it's interesting that they're doing this because stephen king is notorious for hating the shining movie like hating it um and so and they asked him about that like are you going to reference the original the shining movie and mike flanagan says i have to like you can't tell this story without referencing that movie so, and then they were like, well, are you going to reference Kubrick's movie or are you going to rep just represent The Shining in general? He goes, no, we have to go back to Kubrick, which I'm all for. Um, like I said, it's it looks interesting. Um, again, it's Stephen King, so you don't know which Stephen King adaptation you're going to get. You could get it or you could get the new Pet Cemetery. Like, it really depends. And I've been hearing some negative things about the new Pet Cemetery. Yeah, I've heard some too, but like I said, I, it, that was interesting because that came out right when Shazam came out, so I feel like it got buried. Uh, but I still want to see it. But the the cat who played Church in the new one just died, which is kind of sad. Yeah. But uh, but supposedly it was it made made enough money that they're moving forward with the sequel. So. Well, that's good to hear. Yep. I mean, so 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 you know, with with our with Baby Taco Cat on the way. Um, and it two, it chapter two coming out like nine days before the due date. Yeah, and then this comes out in November. It's going to be a lot of either waiting for the movie to be on Blu-ray or digital, or I'm going to be making some calls to my buddies, being like, "I want a pirated copy, please." <laughs> so well, me and my wife can watch this. It seems like there's definitely been a resurgence in Stephen King. I I know you know he never really lost popularity, but just recently you know he's had uh, several newer movies come out, uh, and then the Hulu series. Uh, so it definitely seems like, um, and he had. There's something else he has coming out too. That's like not a horror movie. What the hell is that? Yeah, I mean, I think Stephen King's stories are very universally. You can tell them. You can modernize the majority of these yeah. stories, and you can kind of retell them for the every generation. 
I think you get that with it. I think that's that story of it. Like it happened 29 years, 29. You have that time jump between the book and then especially in the movies. You see it more vividly. But like Pet Cemetery, it's a story you can tell. It's a story about loss. It's a story about what would you do to bring your loved one back? Um, same, you know, but you got to think also some of the movies that he's made, you can't adapt well, especially because they all came out in the 80s and early yep. 90s. Tommyknockers, Langoliers, Maximum Overdrive, like name some of the books that he's they've made movies and they're just cheesy. Like there was talk about doing a Cujo movie for a while, and yeah. then the studio's like, We're not doing a Cujo movie because just the way we are as a culture with pets right now, you don't want that a killer dog, I think, is different than like a possessed cat. Like Speaking of Cujo, uh big announcement today is uh we got D Wallace coming back on. Ooh, yeah. there we go. Yeah, and uh, you know, back in the '80s, I actually enjoyed the Langoliers and the Stand. Well, they're they're redoing the Stand. I know that. Oh, nice. Um, Tom says, I would say that. Right, I gotta change oh, this uh, yeah, I got it. Uh, he says, uh, uh, Wolfie says, I would say there has been more of a resurgence of King in theaters. And uh, Stephen Christina Jr. from Super Retro Throwback Re- Reviews, also a new show on the Dorkening Podcast Network. I agree, there has been a big spike in King movies. I mean, like I said, I mean, he's a good writer. I mean, he's one yeah. of the best horror writers of the last 40 years. But again, I think now you're going to. You, it and, and I think it was the catalyst. Yeah. Like it, that it, was. It was phenomenal. It was, this is what we do if you, you, you look at the source material. And I'm not even going to use it as an example. I'm going to use Spider-Man, Captain America, Iron Man, the Avengers. When you actually use the source material that's there and Mm -hmm. actually use it to help build a story and make it your own and make sure you get a lot of the points, you can do great things. But when you try to interpret it, when you try to make it your own, like... When you have Batman kill somebody, you know... You Batman kills somebody, Superman yeah. kills somebody, yep. um, you know, Superman not throw a punch, um, you know, throw a punch and Superman returns, like, it's tough. Yeah. So, you know, I think I think they tried to do it with Carrie. It didn't work because, again, I think when you think of Carrie, you think of Sissy Space. Like, yep. that's a movie, like, there's certain King movies you shouldn't have to remake. Misery, if they ever remake Misery, I'll be very at this point because I don't think you can get any more creepier than Kathy Bates. Yeah. And that scene with the sledgehammer that I still cringe at when I see it. Like, you can't, you're going to lose their shit because they're going to make it this big shock factor at that point or they're going to ruin it in the trailer. You know. I hear you. Well, I mean, obviously we're we're in for some good movies and I'm going to have to watch The Shining before this comes out. So. Yeah, I mean it, it, it's it's a if you want to talk about a slow burn, The Shining is a slow burn. Yeah, it's the slowest of slow. The uh, I used to, well, I still watch a lot of the uh, ghost hunting shows, and I know uh, a couple times ghost hunters went to the actual house. That, uh, uh, yeah, you can go to over you can go up in Colorado where they shot it. Yeah, apparently it's haunted. Oh, yeah. It's 100% haunted. Yeah. So. Nice. Uh, Wolfie says the Misery character Annie Wilkes uh, will be in the second season of Castle Rock. 
Nice. That's I didn't, interesting. I didn't know I they did were not done. know that. Yeah. I liked Castle Rock. Me and Jen never yes. finished it, but we I, I kind of want to finish it before we see the second season. Like, again, that's a good thing. They dipped their toe into King's world and made an original story out of yeah. it. Because it was all about Sh- Shawshank and that whole thing. Like, that was really cool. Like, if they're doing a little bit of misery, like Wolfie's saying, that's going to be kind of interesting yeah. way they do it because – I don't know if it's going to be direct, like she's the main character, or if it's one of those characters that kind of run parallel with the story, like you know how they did with Shawshank. The story ran par- parable, and they kind of kept par parallel, that you know that they'll just kind of dip their toes into that that character. Yep. Uh, Wolfie says the real hotel uh, that the Overlook is based off of is uh, is in Oregon. And Steven says uh, they do film festivals every year there. Uh, but, yeah, definitely check out uh, some of the older episodes of uh, um, It's Taps, uh, the Atlantic Ghost Atlantic, Hunters. Ghost Hunters. Um, yeah, I, I know they've uh, done at least one or two episodes there. Yeah, they went there for, like, a couple of Halloweens where they did, like, the live, like, they did it, like, live on the air. Yeah, there was one that wasn't Halloween, though, because the Halloween ones always were, like, too long, and they never really caught anything yeah yeah so uh before we move on to the next topic i just wanted to bring up and i actually have a small commercial here uh if you know the chuck and brad podcast uh they do a lot of live shows they have a live show coming up in uh just next week in hartford connecticut and uh so if you check show notes down below or up above depending on where you're watching or listening to us uh check chuck and brad spider-man bradley drawn is uh coming june 27th to the ct comedy theaters uh in hartford connecticut and i have uh their quick commercial right here there we go hey rhode island and connecticut i'm chuck staten from the chuck and brad podcast and before you go see the new movie spider-man far from home Come see a very special pop culture-based comedy show called Spider-Man Bradley Drawn featuring Chuck and Brad. The quick description is, comedians Brad Rohr and Chuck Staten present a poorly drawn and badly written retelling of the original Spider-Man movie starring Tobey Maguire. Brad is a terrible artist and we're going to use his drawings and my new narration of the film based on those drawings to tell the story live on stage. It's going to be an awesome time. We're doing it Thursday, June 27th at the CT Comedy Theater in Hartford, Connecticut with Katie Arroyo, Laura Manasiewicz, and BJ Quiggin. And we're doing it Sunday, June 30th at the Comedy Connection with Impractical Jokers tour opener Jiggy, Ray Harrington, and Alan Fitzgerald. That's Spider-Man, Bradley Drawn. Come on out. It's going to be a great time. All info at chuckandbradpodcast.com. And there we go. Like I said, the information down below or up above... And uh, so, James, where would you like to go to next? Well, I want to go to Los Angeles. Los Angeles, (laughs) you say, to E3. So we're going to do a little bit of video game news because I think a lot of news broke at E3, and a lot of it did get a bunch of attention, which it should. Um, I think in the realm right now is um, I'm going to kind of – the four announcements that I heard and I saw that made my – E3 experience the best and I'm going to go 4 to 1. Number 4 was that they're doing a horror based video game a horror based video game based on the Blair Witch set in the woods of Maryland in 1996. That's 1. 2 or number 3 was um, Luigi's Mansion 3. Yes. 
Luigi's Mansion is one of those games I love playing on the GameCube. It's one of the reasons I had a GameCube. That and the original Resident Evil, yep. the Resident Evil remix, re- 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 basically. I love playing it. It looks awesome. I didn't play the second one because I think it was on DS. I don't think it was on Wii or Wii U or something like that. I don't, I don't remember. Number two, the Avengers game. The Marvel Avengers game for Square Enix. Um, I thought it looked good. I like the way they're doing it. I know there's been a lot of backlash on the costumes and how they look because of they look just like the MCU characters, like just the way Captain America is dressed, all that stuff. And yeah, the the only thing is they they the way they dress, they look like them, but the the faces don't look like them, and that's where some people are getting a little huffy about. And again, and it's in, in Square Enix, the way they're doing it too is um, free DLC, free character DLC, free everything, no pay to win, no loot boxes, none of that stuff, which is awesome. But the number one news that I took out of E3 is that they are working on a Breath of the Wild yes. sequel, not DLC, not an add on. So brand new game. I read about this today. So um, apparently the sequel is coming early because they had so much DLC planned for it that they figured that, hey, let's just make a new game. I mean, I I know Logan got pretty far into it. He didn't beat the first Divine Beast. I was on my way to the first Divine Beast when I got sidetracked with other games. I mean, it doesn't help that the Ghostbuster video game is getting remastered and that yeah. comes out this year, which <laughs> I'm very excited. Yep. Uh, I have a very funny story about that. I'll tell you about one second. Okay. Um, into a point where, um, you know, in, in the way they showed it was like, oh, cool, it's just more Zelda. Maybe it's just showing like, hey, this is what we're working on. But when they said it was a new one in development, I was like, what and the cool thing about what Nintendo does now, they don't do a live presentation anymore. No. They just don't. They just do the D- Nintendo Direct, which is about a forty-five minute taped thing, and they just download all the things on there. Um, also, I think it's funny that Nintendo's now Nintendo of North America's leader is Doug Bowser, so the person who owns Nintendo is Bowser. Like nice. that is, and, and they've, <laughs> they've been playing with that a lot, and I thought that was really funny. So, what about you, Leah? What 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 news did you get that you enjoyed out of E three? Uh, well, so one game which I thought I was not going to be excited about, which I'm excited about now, uh, where Keanu came up. Uh, what what's the name of that game? Oh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Yeah, Cyberpunk, uh, and then the other one is by GG, um, the guys that did Horizon. I don't know. What the hell is it? Um, has Walking Dead guy in it, Daryl? Oh, um, oh, you mean that ghost? Whatever. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, and a weird one where you got like babies as like a power source. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. It's a Japanese game. I don't, I don't... <laughs> uh, Kojima is is working on it though. In, yeah, uh, it's like yeah. Death Stranded or De- something like Death, that. Yeah, Death Stranding. And that um, comes out in November. That got a date. Yeah, uh, I think those are you know the two big things that I, other than you know Breath of Wild, Luigi, you know I think it's crazy that we're close to getting two new Zelda games because we're getting the the 
Link's Awakening, which Link's looks Awakening. really, really good. Yes. Um, did you see any of the thing from the Nintendo booth? They actually had like little miniatures of like the levels with like no. little Zelda cutouts. It was actually really cool. Oh, nice. Uh, I heard that this E3 though uh, was the slowest um, trafficked uh, E3 that they've had in a while. Well, I mean, you looked at some of the floor, like they like Square Enix had a huge setup for Avengers. You know, Nintendo had a huge setup. Like these these companies had huge setups, so like they just had funneling traffic yeah. through. Like, but you know, what also hurt them too was Sony wasn't there. Yep. Like you had. You had Xbox there. You had Microsoft, where they announced the new console coming holiday of 2020. Two consoles. Called, yeah, well, one console. Like, let's mark. <laughs> Microsoft, let's pace ourselves here. Yeah, yeah. They didn't really announce much on it. It's Project Sapphire comes out in 2020. Um, I mean, Sony's already dropped the PlayStation 5 news. Basically, we're working on our next gen console. You know, it'll be out X day. Like that's it. Like that's. I like how they do that. Um, again. I bought my PlayStation 4 a year after the PlayStation 4 came out. Like yeah. I don't I'm not one of these guys who go out day one and buy these systems. I will I will wait. Especially for and, and, and I think I learned that lesson when I bought my PlayStation 3. Yeah. I was waiting, it was between Xbox 360 and PS3, and it wasn't even the systems. It goes back to the old beta VHS debate or the HD HD DVD or the Blu-ray like remember that yeah well I I think we're kind of past that point though because we know that PlayStation has the the games you know it, it, it it's the exclusives that really really come home well uh, and, and that's what the Avengers game was saying too is a lot of the stuff is coming out you know they have a they have a multi-year story arc for this game and as you play, it's one of those uh, uh, single player or jump in, jump off co-play. So you can play as Iron Man for the story for the entire game if you want, or you can be the Hulk, Black Widow, Hawkeye, Ant-Man. Like they, they showed Hank Pym. Supposedly they're going to just, you, they have full access to the catalog. So they're going to dump as many Avenger characters as they can in there. So it's going to be one of those things where I just, I just think it's going to be really good. Um, and they have an awesome voice cast set up. They got Nolan North. Troy Baker right then and there like that's I'm good like I will definitely get the game I hope I hope it's to the extent of like Witcher or yep. you know any of the Final Fantasy games like where I'm not beating the game in 10-15 hours I want like 40 hours plus of gameplay on my first playthrough before any initial content comes out exactly uh, and I think we're getting a lot more of that like uh, you know I'm still working on I never finished Red Dead. Um, oh come on, dude! Like it gets. How far are you into it? I'm on the third storyline. Your third uh, chapter. Third chapter. Um, so you're in. Uh, are you in the south yet? Or yeah, the, the south? I've been. Yeah, I'm in Saint Denis. Oh, that's dude. You're way Saint Denis is wicked far ahead. Like you, you yeah. already went to the town where they had the two families, and you basically kill both families. Yep. yep. Yeah, you're like farther ahead. Like you're yeah. getting towards the end of this game. Yeah, um, but I I left that to go hunt uh, zombies. Oh, and, Stan, uh, uh, day by day's gone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the game is uh, super buggy, but it's so good that you kind of forgive the the glitches. Um, the story is good, but uh, just. The amount of zombies and and the controls it's it's uh 
a very good merge between Far Cry and Horizon Zero Dawn. Okay. Um, where you're constantly crafting items, um, and it's a stealth-based game. Uh, if you try to go, you know, guns blazing, you're going to run out of stuff and die very fast when, you know, a couple hundred zombies, you know, are chasing you. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd be, I, I got Red Dead in November, right after I think I came back from my honeymoon. I oh. bought I bought Red Dead. No, I got Spider-Man. I rented Spider-Man, yep. but bought Spider-Man, finished Spider-Man within like a day. <laughs> and then I went and returned Spider-Man and yep. bought Red Dead. And it took me like four months beating that game. Yeah. I haven't played it again yet. I'm not like the, the there isn't a game plus in that. So it's like, and I'm one of those, I play the game for the main story. Like that's what I pay for. Like, like I, I understand like John Marston and I'm John Marston and I'm going to go around the West. Like if I want to do that, I'll just play Red Dead Redemption one. Cause that's what that is. So, um, I mean, you got to go back and finish it, man. It, it, it is one of the most, satisfying games I've played in a very long time. So. Yeah, I need to go back and finish it. It's kind of odd because I don't get tons of time to play. So, uh, you know, I I get to play at night. I can go, I I play when Jen goes to bed. Yeah. That is my, that is my video game window. Uh, I started replaying like Batman, Arkham Asylum and Arkham City. Oh, nice. Like playing those games. Um, I, I might start playing Uncharted again because rumor has it Uncharted 5 is going to be with PlayStation 5, which I'm all for. Um, but Last of Us 2 comes out. But like, so, so like, that's what I was upset about. Like some of the Sony games, I want to know more about. Like I have to wait for their own show in a couple weeks or whatever. Yeah. But the two disappointing news is that we didn't get along with Sony not being there is your news, which is hurts you every time this happens with Rocksteady. Yeah. No Superman game, no Justice League game, no Batman game, supposedly. Yeah. Um, but the other one is no Metroid news. No, and the uh, original creator of uh, or developer of um, Prime just passed away. Yeah. And I know they said they brought Prime all the way back down to the ground floor back in January. So it was one of those things I'm surprised they didn't have anything. Yeah. Oh, um, those are kind of my disappointment. Look, all in all, it was a good show. I, I nothing. I got really excited. Like they actually had a date for Final Fantasy VII remake. Remake. Um, you know, Final Fantasy VIII's getting redone too. Yeah. Like, cool, like I'm not a Final Fantasy guy, but like I like Final yeah. Fantasy VII, and they looked like they redid the combat system. Baldur's Gate Three. Yeah. See, I'm not almost like give me give me a new yeah. Fallout that's not Fallout seventy six. Yeah. You know, give me a new the new Star Wars game looks awesome. Um, but EA was definitely the punching bag for E3 this year. They took a lot of lumps. I didn't see the new Star Wars game. Oh, it's a first-person, no multiplayer, story-based game. Which is what we want, but with EA behind the wheels, I still don't trust them. So it's going to be, it's your as like a Jedi after the Order 66. Yes. And And it brings in characters from Resistance, or no, from Rebels. You ever watch Rebels? Yes. Yep. So the Sarah, Sarah Je- Michelle Geller character of like the hunter, she's in it. So she's like you're fighting, but you're like a hidden Jedi, and you're trying to just survive. And there's no co-play, there's no online map, there's nothing. It's just literally a single game. Wow. And it looks good. They but the one thing they announced that you can't decapitate people. Really? 
Like if you hit them with a lightsaber, they yeah. just collapse. Oh, that's silly. Right? Come on. Yeah. But I think uh, that's more Disney than EA. EA is going to sell it as like a uh, microtransaction. Yeah, basically. So. <laughs> uh, you know, it, yeah, I got burnt from them before, so I don't know if, uh, I don't know. Disney probably slapped them on the wrist. And uh, we'll we'll see well, what Disney happens. Disney also is farming out the license. They reopened LucasArts, so yeah, yeah. I would be surprised if EA is just running out their contract. Yeah. Uh, so you mentioned one thing: the Avengers game. There was Avengers news that dropped today. So I call this "We Want to Beat Avatar's Record." Exactly. News. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the news that well, Kevin Feige was just vomiting up. So almost all this information at the Sony Spider-Man press junket. Yep. They announced that Avengers is being released this weekend, and to like they're gonna up the theater count back up, um, and they're releasing it with a deleted scenes, um, and so a uh, little tribute, some other stuff. Yeah. So what I think they're doing is they're swapping out the Marvel logo with the Stanley Marvel oh, logo. Yeah. Um, and I think, I mean, I don't like everything has to be after credits. So. Uh... Uh, Screen Rant actually I got a link in the show notes down below or up above for the article Uh, Screen Rant uh, was able to find out some information this is what they say they said it's not an extended cut but there will be a version going into the theaters with a bit of marketing push with a few change a few things at the end of the movie if you stay and watch the movie after the credits there will be a deleted scene a little tribute and a few surprises, which will be next weekend. They say. So when this lo- when this dropped, this dropped today. Are they saying next next weekend or this weekend coming up? I, I would I would think it would be this weekend because that means yeah. you have a full week before Spider Man comes out on July second. Exactly. But they said when because when Avengers came out, Captain Marvel got a big boost yep. of like box office all of a sudden. So I mean they're only fifty five million away from breaking it. Yep. Can they do it? We'll see. Um, it is Disney, and they're going to definitely push against. And I could see that happening because I think you're going to have people see the movie again. Who, if you haven't seen Endgame, where have you lived? <laughs> um, well, right now I think it's people rewatching it, especially since Captain Marvel just came out on uh, Blu-ray. Yep. So uh, you know, I planned on uh, because I just picked it up. I planned on uh, rewatching that with Infinity War, and then I wanted to go to the theater again to see Endgame. Hearing this, uh, you know, I'm going to wait until this comes out and uh, and do that. And then Endgame, so is, is this something that's going to be on the Blu-ray release? Because that comes out in like about a month and a half. August 13th, I said. Yeah. That's the date is. Um, VOD- I, I, I just think they're just trying to break the record. I think yeah. this is Disney's like, it's in our site. We want it. We're going to get it. Um, it's just, it just, they said the movie the movie the box office returns as the weeks went by were industry standard the percentage was right on track with every major movie that's come out so they can't be upset by that but the problem they said is that because that first weekend was such a high number everything else paled like looked so much smaller like that's what it was so if you i mean if you if you spread that 1.2 billion over an extra couple weeks it looks like it's making more money but as it went from 1.2 billion to 2 billion in three weeks, and then down to like, beep, 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 like decimal points, it's tough. 
And uh, some people are saying, well, uh, you know, since it's a, you know, additional footage, you know, it doesn't really count towards the number towards Avatar. But a lot of people forget Avatar was re-released at the theater as well to get that high number. Yep. So I'm curious. Marvel knows what they're doing. I mean, they have, well, Marvel's being back at Comic-Con this year, San Diego Comic-Con. They've Hall H and they said they're bringing out the big guns. What that means, who knows? But Kevin Feige also said that uh, mutants and the Fantastic Four aren't going to be until Phase Five, and they've also stated that they're they'll never do another large arc like this ever again. Really? They said the most they'll do is three to six movie arcs. Okay. Yeah, because this was a biggie. This was twenty what twenty four movies. 23 films, 24 with Spider-Man, yeah. Wow. So, we'll see what happens. I'm looking forward to the giant box set of the Infinity Saga that I'll end up buying. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, I was going to head out and uh, buy uh, Thor 2 and um, Iron Man 3. Well, they you can buy the Blu-ray box sets on Amazon for Phase 1, Phase 2, Phase 3. Oh, yeah, but I already own all of them. Those are the only two that I don't own. So, Dark uh, Thor, Thor, the Dark Thor. Yeah, Dark Thor and Iron Man three, and uh, since those two played heavily into Endgame, I figured you know it'd be a good idea to, to get them. And uh, also, my sister in law is is borrowing the MCU uh, universe feel, for me. I feel Endgame was like we're gonna make sure that you other movies feel loved. Yeah. <laughs> know that you're the bottom of everybody's yep. rankings. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, in other terrible movies, I saw Men in Black. Oh no! Don't tell me it was terrible. Woof! No, I still wanted to see it. Um, what made it bad? It was a story that they didn't need to tell. Um, I like Chris. I'm gonna put this one: Tessa Thompson, Chris Hemworth, fantastic together. Their chemistry is off the chains. Yep. Chris Hemworth shouldn't try so hard. He's funny being yeah. himself. Um, the one thing is, it, it was one of those things like, you remember this? Remember this? Remember this scene? Remember that? Remember, remember, remember you saw this back when, with Will Smith? Like a lot of that, like, hey, look, look uh, we did this before. Like the whole suit, like with Tessa Thompson suits up as, you know, the men, or as men in black for the first time. They, she, you know, Emma Thompson reads that like, you are above the law. You no longer like that whole speech. And yep. it is like, and while well, she's getting the suit and the glasses on, and it's like, awesome. Like, and it was just stuff like that. It was just, it was very on the nose. Um, you kind of see the ending in the first 10 minutes and you kind of don't know how it's going to turn out. And then you realize what happens like right towards the end of it. Like, Oh, I get it. Like that makes sense now. So, <sighs> What the one thing I will take away from it is a they didn't reboot it. It just took place in the the franchise, okay. right? That's just a continuation of these stories. Two, they acknowledged Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones in that photo that you've seen in the oh, trailer. Okay, yep. that's that you know. The big thing for me was to in the remember the first one the hor- the history of the Men in Black was what. An alien landed outside of New York City yep. 50 years ago, and at that time, then the Men in Black was created, 
right? That was the that was the story. Yep. So the Men in Black's only 60, 70 years old. Well, you find out in this movie that the Eiffel Tower is this gateway for aliens, like an alien Ellis Island, and that Eiffel was an original Men in Black, and the Men in Black have been around for hundreds of years, and I didn't need to know that. Uh-huh. So, I mean, that you you read online now that the sto- like everything's come out. It made thirty million dollars in its opening weekend. It's projected its estimated budget was one hundred and ten million, and another one hundred and twenty million in marketing. So, ah, uh, sad. I mean, I was in the theater. There was probably eight people in the theater with me. Wow, you should have went to go see Godzilla. I've here's the thing. It was between that and Godzilla, and I kind of was like, no, I want to see Men in Black because I kind of want to like. Yeah. When I say I laughed, maybe twice. I laughed twice. Yeah. Well, Godzilla, you're not going to laugh. You're going to cheer and you're going to cry. Yeah, I heard it's really, really good. I already someone already ruined the ending for me, which stunk. Well, you know, even ruining the ending, it's still big monsters fighting and well i heard i heard they didn't do anything different it's still in darkness and you don't see them fight like no 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 oh, really? oh, okay. you get full-on battles and there's better than the godzilla 2014 oh yeah yeah you see everything full-on it, it, it's such an awesome fight between godzilla and Ghidorah. um but they bring out all the guns mothra rodan uh there's i heard there's, I heard there's like a bunch of them now 17 creatures were released um, they don't show all 17. They've shown some that were like new creations, like a giant, um, mammoth. Um, and yeah, it, it's pretty badass. It's, I loved it. it. It's, it's a true Godzilla. It has a lot of Toho references. Uh, and then it, it's, it's kind of, you know, you, they're bringing, feelings back into Godzilla. He's not just this monster, you know, he's, he's a giant protector, you know, and it's, you know, earth trying to realize that, you know, and it's, uh, the human story is kind of, it's okay. It's not, it's not really sad. They're there. The sad is actually with some of the monsters, you know, there, there's a story needed or does it feel like it's tacked on? You know it's there just to give different viewpoints of the battle and move the plot along. Yeah. Yep. So it, it's do, do they do, do they basically bring up the Hollow Earth theory? I heard that was uh like the Earth's hollow and all the monsters live in the Earth and that's how they come up every once in a while. The the monsters are or the the kaiju are um like somewhere under a mountain. They're they're all in different places on Earth hibernating. And there's a, um, a bad group of humans that want to release the monsters. That's not Monarch. No, no. Monarch is looking to protect them. There's a rogue, uh, group of people, which is, um, the Lannister there where they want to release the creatures and essentially kill all humanity. Okay. All right. So it definitely is on my watch list. Yeah. But it, it's just even to go into it and just, you know, see the monsters fight is awesome battles. So about monsters and battles. Yes. Good omens. Good omens. Yes. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It was I, I, I 
binged the whole thing. It wasn't that long. Um, but it was six it, episodes Oof. in I, the plot. I, oh, loved it. it. Great story. Tenant and I forgot the other guy's name. Archie. Yes. Oh, they just played so well off of each other, you know, the, the good and evil. And then they kind of mixed the both and it was, uh, yeah, I, 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 it was a pure joy. Absolutely loved it. And I hope they do more. Uh, oh my God. I loved it. I watched it in the first weekend. I remember I was telling you guys that you, yep. it definitely is a much watch if you have Amazon prime, Yep. which I think 98% of people do because they have Amazon prime. So you have access to this. It's quick. It's, it's funny. It's witty. I told Jen I got. I'm gonna rewatch it with her. Yep. Because I definitely want to rewatch it. Francis McDonald as God was the best part of her just being the narrator, yep. and some of the, some of the, parts of the the show you're just like this is really well done. Yeah. You know John Hamm as Gabriel like there was just parts in there like this is like perfectly cast and they don't get like the whole part where he's in the bookstore and he's like hi like hi like yeah. that is just fantastic. <laughs> so. Uh-huh. Weren't you issued a flaming sword? Oh yeah, that's the running joke throughout <laughs> yeah. the whole thing. Is like, weren't you issued that flaming sword? Yeah. Um, but you know, I like I like how you get to meet the four riders of the apocalypse and and what they're about and how they come about and and how pestilence has been replaced by pollution. Yep. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's famine. Yeah. Pestilence died, and now pollution is one of the horses of the apocalypse. And it's just some of the stuff is like wicked funny. Yeah. Um, it's very much like showing a mirror to itself, but um, some of the random one-off things are just really, really good. So watch it. I'm not going to give too much away. Um, there's one part in that show which got me really, really good, and it was when the Antichrist um, is his friends are like, I don't want to hang out with you. Yeah. And they, like, no, no, look, we have to keep playing. We want to play. It's just going to be the four of us. And his friends literally just turn his back on him. And you literally see him being like, what did I do? Yep. What's going on? So I like that. I thought it was really cool. I liked it a lot. So, you know, it's definitely worth a watch. Again, it's six episodes. It'll take you half a day yeah. or watch it over a couple of days. So definitely it's worth it. Yeah, and uh, you know Amazon has been killing it lately. Uh, Tick was phenomenal, but I heard that Fleabag. Uh, I heard Fleabag was good. I didn't watch it yet. It's again six episodes, and it's the oh. uh, the per the main character of it is the robot. It does the voice of the robot in Solo. Wow. Okay. That's really funny. Um, I liked it. I watched it the first season and second season. Like yeah. wicked again, thirty minute episodes. There's six of them. Very well written. Very yeah. funny. I hear uh, Tick is having a trouble shopping around though it's not it's done it's buried yeah. no network would take it yeah the first two seasons were great uh and then we're getting boys soon which looks really good that looks really good i yeah. can't that comes out at the end of the month so again amazon's crushing it um i mean a lot of this this, net, this network series are crushing it umbrella factory cameras roll on season two in a couple weeks yeah so we'll see what happens i'm 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 looking forward to it um but you know what i've been looking forward to as well is all the DC universe stuff I've been watching. Yeah, but not for too long, right? (laughs) Yeah. So now that Warner media announced that they're doing their own streaming service to compete with Disney and blah and Fox and all that stuff. Actually, no, it's part of Disney now. Sorry, Fox. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, 
you know, they're talking about them taking the DC, the DC universe and um, merging it in there because it's all Warner based stuff anyway. Like it's all Warner Brothers television as well. Yep. Um, I have to say, stealing your DC universe login and stuff, I've watched Doom Patrol. I've, I'm rewatching Constantine season one, which I don't know how that show did not get picked up for a second season. Yeah, Constantine um, was so good. I watched Batman Gotham by Gaslight. Yep. I've watched Reign of Superman. I've watched a bunch of other stuff, and I'm sitting there being like, this is like, like again, I, I don't see myself paying a full year for it because I feel like I'm going to burn through all the content pretty quickly. Well, the thing is they switch up to content. And that's one thing that I don't like about they don't have all the content available and there's only a handful of actual movies on there you know uh, but the series are good I enjoyed Titans uh, I need to go back and rewatch uh, Doom Patrol and um, uh, need to watch Swamp Thing and so I haven't watched Swamp Thing yet I, I, I've been watching a lot of the animated Batman yeah um, just uh, because I, I kind of remember some of the episodes like Feet of Clay I want to watch, but the clay face, I want to watch heart of ice, uh, baby doll, yep. uh, all that stuff. Like I have a little list of ones I want to watch that I don't remember. Yeah. Well, and it's the HD remaster on there. Yeah. I don't really tell, I can't really tell the difference to be yeah. honest compared to it's like on Amazon. Um, but it got Gotham by gaslight gas lamp was really, really good. I liked it a lot. Um, it's definitely one of the random ones I haven't seen. I thought rain of Superman was awesome. I agree. Um, I thought that was a very, very good retelling of that yeah. story arc. Um, you know, I'm looking for Batman Hush that comes out in a couple months, and that's going to be yeah. on there as well. So, um, you know, I've watched Lois and Clark New Adventures Superman because I'm a sucker, <laughs> and Dean Kane is Dean Kane. He is, he is. As a matter of fact, I need to print my picture of him and bring it into work. I have. Um, I, I I met him at a Comic Con. I met him at uh, Northeast Comic Con a couple of years yeah. ago. I met him and Billy West. I got my photo taken with, yeah. uh, with them. Um, I got a great picture of him. Uh, I, I absolutely love the guy, and uh, you know he's uh, getting my picture taken. And he's he took my shirt and, and ripped it open. I'm like, what the hell is he doing? And I forgot I was wearing a Superman shirt underneath. <laughs> yeah, I, like I said, I, I'm waiting for Brandon Ralph to do, start doing the con circuit. I know he's in a yeah. couple cons, but I want to get him to sign my. Uh, I have, I have the Superman Returns poster. Uh, theatrical poster oh, with nice. the original date because oh, they wow. moved the date on. They, so they they moved the date up one or two days. So I have the original date and I want him to sign it. Nice. Um, I want. I would like Kevin Spacey to sign it, but he probably won't be seen for a while. <laughs> um, yeah. So did we just lose? Did we just lose the feed? No, we're uh, we're there. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I enjoyed it. It's definitely, again, I couldn't pay the 70 bucks you paid for, but thank yeah. you very much for supplying us well, with information. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, I haven't gotten the comics ex, ex, uh, part yet. I got to get like a tablet yeah, for that or something. Like yeah, that. The, the comics is tough because it's not complete runs. I've heard that they added a bunch of uh, bunch of them, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I don't, I have issues with the comics. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it is getting about that time, so I think we should uh, wrap things up unless there's something else you have, James. Uh, no, I'm just trying to think what else we wanted to talk about. 
Oh, you already mentioned Leo. So you already said it once before is you, our network has grown by leaps and bounds. It has Uh, Scaricom. We had a blast there and, uh, we uh, we brought on uh, Stephen from Su- uh, Super Throw- Retro Throwback Reviews, uh, also Three Guys at Horror, uh, and want to note that Three Guys at Horror and That Strange Show are now award-winning podcasts, and they're on this network. And uh, we're also talking to a couple other people to bring them onto the show. A couple other ideas happening, uh, but yeah, well, in network is definitely a bunch of shows now, and. You know, just doing our best to uh, to help others. And uh, if you do have a podcast of your own and you're looking to uh, join a network, uh, you know, we're not one of those networks that charge people. You know, we're just looking to help others. And, you know, that's all that's about. None of us make a ton of money or any money on this. It's all labor of love. And we're here to just, you know, help others. Definitely. I mean, you know, and it's, you know, it's we're just a bunch of dorks. I mean, that's what the joke exactly. of the podcast is in the dorkening. So, you know, any, any topic is a good topic as long as you can bring it. Um, you know, anybody can talk into a mic for 45 minutes about random topics, but it's, you got to make it your own. You can't do other things other people are doing. You know, there's a hundred thousand podcasts out there and. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about finding your voice and then, uh, you know, just taking advice from others and, you know, it's, uh, yeah. So uh, we're looking to grow the network some more. It's going to be a lot of fun. And every time we print, print the banner, we have to add more to them. I know, I know. Matter of fact, I, uh, I had to yell at Kevin because we know Kevin's the worst. <laughs> if you listen to Secret Underground Hideout, that's that's the running theme. Uh, but they were talking about changing the name, and I'm like, I just had banners printed, and you're telling me this now. <laughs> well, the real question I think everybody wants to know is where. Is there any going to be any swag in the near future? We gave away actually a bunch of shirts at uh, Scaracon. I mean, like individual, like for the show swag. I'm not saying that because I'm on a couple shows that oh. I wouldn't mind my own swag. I'm just saying in general, if people want to, you know, reach out to us and be like, "Hey, yeah, we definitely need to work on the swag." Uh, you know, we're talking to uh, the people from that strange show because they definitely have the swag band bandwagon going on. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's all, you know what it is. It's all about merchandising. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Darkening the flamethrower. Darkening the toilet paper. Uh, the kids really love this one. Yeah. <laughs> A talking Leo doll. Yeah, there we go. Uh, yeah, no, we don't want that. Nobody would want that. Uh, but I agree with you, James. We definitely need to get on that bandwagon. All right. Well, I think that's. I think that was a good show for the two of us. We rambled yeah. on for a good hour oh, about totally. everything that you know was coming up. I'm literally trying to rack my brain if there's anything else you want to talk about. Can yeah. you give us a little list earlier? I did. I have the list written down, and we we talked about everything. Uh, we mentioned Chuck and Brad, the Spider-Man Bradley drawn June 27th at CT Comedy. Uh, yeah, S E A T E A Comedy Theater uh, in Hartford, Connecticut. And I'll link down below and also a link to their Facebook if you want to check them out at the Chuck and Brad podcast. Well, uh, I got a question for you. Yeah. I don't think I've, what what's your feeling on Child's Play as it's coming out on Friday? Uh, I'm a little curious is it a about wait it. See? Yeah, I think it's a wait and see. I think uh, it's going to be interesting. Hamill doing, uh, doing the voice. Uh, there was a kind of badly done promotion on Reddit um, where it 
look like it was they tried to make it look like an AI bot uh, was doing a promotion but you could tell it was you know somebody trying to respond to all the comments and all of a sudden there was like 6,000 comments and it couldn't keep up and if it was a bot it like you know respond right away but it was uh, just gotta give him credit oh yeah totally totally but it was definitely overwhelming for them well it was interesting because the way they said it in a couple because again it's media blitz for this toy story all that stuff um they said mark hamill like you know he's which compared to this is mark hamill's words and he said in an interview with ron tomato was what makes this chucky different than the other chucky is the original chucky was possessed by a serial killer yeah this one's just rogue ai thinking he's just having fun with andy yeah and he really doesn't know what he's doing is bad like yeah I love so. the uh, the new ad, well not the new ads but they keep on coming up with uh, Toy Story, Toy Story. yeah the latest one is uh, Chucky uh, roasted the T-Rex there so you see yep. like half the body and half its skeleton I thought that was I, like I said I know they know that they're not going to come number one in the box office no. they're already aware of that but I they're that, having fun with them. like if this thing comes in second they'll be happy yeah I, I think it's going to be a fun movie um I don't think it's going to break any records, but I, I have hope for it. I know a lot of the diehard fans probably aren't going to like it, but, you know, maybe it's not for them. Maybe it's for the people that haven't really seen all the Chuckies, you know, and just want to go and see something fun. So Exactly. Yep. That's what I think. So, all right. That, that was my last thought. Okay. Well, I thank you, James. Where do you like people following you? You can find me on the tweets and the Instagrams at LongTimeStorm. Um, I don't really post much on Twitter. I kind of just kind of use it more for news, especially for all the sports ball. Um, as well as uh, same thing with Instagram. I really don't post a ton of stuff, but at least I'm there if you want to shoot me a quick hello or a quick follow. A lot of cat stuff with my cats and, you know, all that fun stuff. Um, but also I want to kind of give a big shout out to, uh, I know he's not here, Alex. Hoy is uh, one of our co-hosts here. He has a Patron. Uh, Patron. <laughs> uh, Patreon, um, check it out. Uh, donate some money. He does some fantastic art. I know he's inundated with stuff right now, so that's good. A lot of kind of work. I actually reached out to him to design a, a taco cat tattoo for me uh, in honor of my my little my little taco cat coming in September. Nice. So I asked him to help me design it, and hopefully we'll get that going. And uh, you know, awesome art. Check him out. As also check out uh, Yoy Yoy. What? What's Yo-Yo's information? Uh, Boy Meets Phone. Boy Meets Phone. Um, and uh, you no. can also find him on Facebook for Yo St. Laurent. Let's see if I could speak. So those are the two co-hosts. Check it out. But also, Leo, I know that you probably can't say all the shows that are out there, but I can probably help. You got Secret Underground Hideout. You got, uh, Actually, you got That Strange Show, Black and White Fright, uh, Wicked Horror, uh, Wicked Horror, on Tuesdays, you have the Dorkening on Sundays. You have us splash pages. You have a Dork physique, which is in um, in hiatus right now. You got super throwback retro movie reviews. I'm sorry, Steve. I'm sorry, I butchered the hell out of that <laughs> name. Um, you got three guys in horror. Like, am I missing anybody? Uh, I think that's about it. Yeah. So the Dorkening on Sunday, Wicked Horror Show on Tuesdays. Uh, Dorks the podcast and splash pages. The Comic Book Club on Wednesdays, also on a na- network, Secret Underground Hideout, Black and White Fright, That Strange Show, uh, Super Retro Throwback Reviews, Three Guys at Horror, and the list is growing. We're talking to somebody else this Sunday. 
And uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, definitely a lot of fun. Make sure you check out the show notes down below or up above, depending on where you're listening or watching us. Uh, and for me, just Google Leo Pond. You find a bunch of stuff. Most of us true. Maybe not. I have no idea. I I don't says, know. What... Says the man who never saw um, The Shining. I know. On that note, we'll catch you guys later. Bye. Later.